welcome back everybody to The Real Podcast right here at World Harvest Church where we're talking about living a relevant, engaging, actionable life. My two friends here, Daryl Momsen and Jonathan Waddell, where in case uh, you listened last week, well, of course you listened last week, we were tackling a pretty challenging topic yeah. about race in America and just the, the, the atmosphere that has happened in the last couple of weeks and the voices that have been spoken because I think it's no shock to any of us. There have been uh, challenging moments where even... Even the closest of friends have come to disagreement in yeah. uh, yes. what has been taking place. But but I'll say the actual victory has been even the closest of friends have come to learn a new perspective and a new uh, a new view and a new vision of what's taking place. And I yeah. love the message that Pastor Brad talked about this last weekend, talking about real love, um, that, man, we have a responsibility. You know, he used the example of the... Uh, the Good Samaritan that, you know, the two people had passed by, but the Good, good Samaritan stopped and didn't ask, what did this person do wrong? But instead took mercy upon him and said, hey, you're, uh, how can I help you? Yeah. And then the the portion, and I'd encourage you to go back and actually listen to the message if you didn't have a chance to listen to it. But the most important piece, the piece that really stuck with me is that there was another person in the story which was the innkeeper mm-hmm. and how our responsibility as the church is not only to be, you know, to be able to help and reach out to those who are in need, but most yeah. importantly, like nurse people back to health. Yeah. And when you think about Absolutely. it, uh, a lot of people have tried to make this issue just about race, about ethnicity, yeah. about where people are at. But when it really comes down to it, it's a heart condition. And I don't say that in a trite way. I mean it in the sense of uh, it's a heart condition of how we view and how we care for and how we show that love of Jesus That's to right. every personnel. That's but today, you know, I have two experts with me. One, Jonathan Waddell, who sits on the city council uh, in Enid, Oklahoma. And then also uh, Daryl Momsen, who's a deputy right now in uh, Garfield County, but also running for sheriff here soon. Um, and, and we're going to tackle into really the challenging issue of, you know, as we as Christians live life, we don't live it with blinders on, yeah. right? We mm-hmm. have jobs. We go to work. We have experiences in the city and in the town. So the, um, there's kind of two sides that you've seen people come at this whole issue with race in regards to the side of the civic side of how people view interactions with law enforcement, mm-hmm. how law enforcement is dealing with those challenging situations that, you know, sometimes their life is at risk. Oftentimes they don't know what situation they're getting into. And we want to dive into it with a biblical perspective of keeping Jesus at the center because we take a real Jesus to a real world. So first, uh, Jonathan, if you don't mind, just a quick recap, kind of what we talked about last week um, with the challenge of, hey, this isn't, uh, you know, with what people are seeing with this whole scenario about race and what happened with Mr. Floyd, uh, a lot of people are skewing it away and missing the whole point of yeah. what the discussion has been. Yeah, it's 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 really been a longstanding discussion within our community to where we talk about uh the the police interaction with 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 people and as it stands right now uh there's been a lot of uh discord there are protests but there's also the riots Mm -hmm. and and what we want to make sure that we don't lose sight of is that a man lost his life um and from what by all measurements that i can tell at least right now unjustly and rather than getting caught up in all, all of the other things that are surrounding around it, we need to really focus on and think about, okay, how do we keep something like this from happening again? Yeah. And how do we approach the people who are hurting in this situation with love and compassion mm-hmm. while at the still, time, at, still at the same time making sure that justice takes place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so in, in your experience, and then we're going to hop over to Daryl here in a second. In your experience, when you're talking about city issues, when you're talking about, you know, as being a Christian, living in society and yeah. in organizations, uh, just whether it's at work or going to the grocery store or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of a, a lot of us who have never experienced anything like that. You know, I don't 
I'll be the first one. I don't like getting pulled over because I get pulled over a lot. Not that I speed. Not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But I've I've had my experiences. But I've never had an experience that left me in a place that's saying I'm actually fearing for my life. So sure. when you you approach uh, you know a situation looking at what's happened with the death of Mr. Floyd from a Christian perspective of saying you know we're not going to get bogged down in the weeds of, of a political discussion or opinion discussion but really keeping the facts about it uh, how do you approach that in a place of your life how do you approach it in a place of your daily life of how you're living with work with being in the city council like yeah. what is the step that uh, we should be focusing on without getting down in the weeds of opinion in in choosing sides well without choosing sides the first thing that you have to apply to the situation is a degree of empathy and if you don't take the time to sit and listen to other people's perspective it's it's mm-hmm. you're you're going to have a really hard time of trying to create solutions to real problems yeah because if you don't understand them you're not going to come up with anything of value i can tell you before the age of you know 18 19 years old i had been pulled over taken out of the car put on the ground the hood of vehicles at least you know between you know uh, five and ten times in that time frame, I'd never been given a ticket, but had been targeted multiple times just simply because you know the only thing that you can ascertain is, you know, is this, is this the color of my skin or you know the car? I didn't have a super flashy car, but so this goes back into okay the relationship and the experience that's been had before you even get to the point to start dealing with issues. Yeah. But if you can't empathize and understand that person's perspective before you even start coming up with solutions, you might come up with a solution to a problem that you don't even have. Mm-hmm. So you have to start having these conversations and feel uh, and, and figuring out what really is the root cause, what's going on. Um, you know, from a political perspective, if we're, we can't create legislation that's going to solve, try and solve a problem that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So we've got to communicate and figure out exactly what's going on first. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you said something that's really interesting that I think is a perfect segue because uh, when when a situation like like Mr. Floyd happens, you have two sides of it. Some people who see it from the side of law enforcement, some people who see it from the side of the civilian. Because as humans, we always have experience. Like what drives our interactions is our previous inter- our previous history, our previous experiences, mm-hmm. and that's why I love our, our panel today is because not only do we have. Uh, the opinion of people who literally lived it, but also people who've lived the other side of it and said, there's been times where I have been fearful of my life, not because of the color of the person's skin or yeah. uh, what they're doing, because literally they, they wanted to do me harm. So when you hear those experiences, and this is open discussion, guys, feel free to go back and forth. That, that when you hear those experiences, now you have the other side of saying, you know, uh, as, as an officer, both of us being military, we understand what it's like to put your life online and be willing to accept those responsibilities, but it doesn't negate the fact that there are challenges to every time that you go out and you have an encounter with anybody at all. So when you hear that those, you know, what's been happening, happening in the news, what is the perspective of the sense of when an officer is responding or somebody responds of kind of what is happening in your mind as you approach a total stranger? One, you just have to take the situation for what it is. Yeah. Um, you can't go into a situation with any feelings or any um, thoughts of what the past is. You have to treat every situation uh, as the details that, that you get right at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to leave everything from the past or anything that you were uh, dealt with before previously. You have to leave that there, and you have to deal with what's at stake. Yeah. Um, and then treat everyone with dignity and respect and do exactly what you're trained to do and do what your duties are, and then just go on. Um, but basically, you, you have to face every situation as a new call, new issue, and you can't bring any kind of anger and emotions with you uh, from one call to the next. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, from that's from, easy to say. Hard I was going to gonna say, yeah, from an outside <laughs> perspective, you know, that's a that's a difficult thing to do. And one of the threes, I I come from a, a family with law enforcement. My father was a uh, was a police officer and a sheriff's officer, and trying to take away your emotion. Um, out of a situation when you're coming in because you still have, you know, a family at home, you yeah. still have bills you have to pay, you have all of these other things that be, can become impactful on your life. Um, you still have that obligation to, you know, to put that in the box, put that away and, it's, and then go into the job, you know, with just taking care of the job as, as itself. That's a difficult, that's a challenging thing to do. It is. And, you know, a lot of times that determines the outcome of the call that you're going to. Mm. If you bring in extra baggage or extra emotions or extra anger or anything from your previous call or whatever happened in your life to that call, uh, they're going to pick up that energy. And a lot of times they may react in a different way than they would have before. Yeah. Um, so you have to go in with a clear mind, clear thought. Uh, render the aid or render whatever you need to what you've been called for and take charge and then go on yeah. um, and again that does determine the outcome the outcome of the call and how people act and react to you yeah. uh, they pick up that that body language if you're coming in, in a defensive manner in a defensive uh, mode then they're going to get angry too or they're going to get defensive as well yeah. um, a lot of times how you approach people how you talk to them uh, goes a long way with the situation that determines uh, the outcome that's a that's a really good point because, you know, generally, you know, uh, interaction with law enforcement can be a very tense situation. And so with law enforcement coming in, a lot of times they have the ability to control the temperature of a situation by how they approach it at times. Sometimes yes. it's already volatile by the time they get there. But, yeah. 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 You know, when you, when you think about <clears throat> the scenarios, because we have um, the natural way that we, that we approach things in the sense of like, uh, how work is, you know, just mm -hmm. us as humans. And then when you put the faith perspective side of it into it of saying, okay, because there's been times, maybe I'm the only unholy person in this on this panel, but there's <laughs> been so. times <laughs> where I have seen situations, I'm like, I am not going to deal with this in a sanctified way. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the patience. Lord, give me the patience. Yeah. But I don't have the patience for this right now. Like, I'm going to lose my mind. And that's the reality of whether or not we, we are, regardless of what side you're on, is that yeah. we're humans. And how do, how do we approach those situations as humans, as believers, to get ourselves to the place where uh, we're able to, to take every situation that we're in, regardless of whether we're law enforcement or whether we feel like we're being done wrong in the moment of, of, of any situation, how do we recage ourselves? So I guess I'll, I'll push that over to you in the sense of... Well, in response to that, um, I've been to those moments too where you get called to an incident or you have to go take care of business and you don't know how you're going to deal with it. Yeah. You're, in your mind, you're thinking, there's no way I'm going to be able to tolerate this. For me personally, on a law enforcement side of it, those are the moments that God has showed up more in my life. Yeah. Uh, those are the times where God shows me 100% these people need love. These people uh -huh. need empathy. These people need more than just the law side of it are you yeah. show up and take care of business, take control. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, you have to go in there and take care of business and do what you're called for. But also those are the moments that God shows up and says, hey, you need to render more than just your law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's it's a conversation with somebody. Sometimes it's just sharing uh, something with them or listening to them. Yeah. And there's a lot of times that the people uh, are in situations where it led to uh, domestic or whatever call it may be. But those, believe it or not, those are the moments where God says, these people need love. Um, and I truly believe that being in my position, that I'm not only there just to, to keep 
everyone safe and to keep everything in order. But also God put me here because I will come in contact with people that need love and need to know the love of Christ. And there are times where you have those opportunities to witness to the people you deal with. Um, and I really believe, um, first and foremost, that's the main priority. Um, whenever I leave here on earth, um, I believe that I will uh, be prideful of those moments where God put people in my life for more than me just taking to the jail or for more than me just uh, seeking justice for a domestic or taking control of their situation. There is more to each call. And if you really slow down and uh, take all that in uh, in a whole, you know, it's kind of kind of natural, I guess it comes to you. Yeah, that's Yep. That's 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 really cool to hear from a, a you know a non law enforcement perspective because um, we all know that you know not all law law enforcement is bad you know ninety nine point nine percent of you know law enforcement are are good people that work uh, that work hard to do what it is that they do but they all have their emotions and. Um, you know, we rely on them. You know, most of us don't know all the intricacies of the law. Yeah. Um, and right. so we rely on our law enforcement officers to, to know and apply it, you know, equally across the board. And while at the same time carrying that emotion to hear, but to hear that you you don't just take the law with you, but take God with you when you're out yeah, doing those things. That's, that's powerful. And it's something that helps um, humanize, you know, our law enforcement officers that are there with us that because at, at time, um, you're just those bright lights that are coming to get me a ticket. And, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so to put to put to put love and the love of God on top of that and mm-hmm. with that makes you know it, it really humanizes uh, uh, our law enforcement officers. I think that's something that we need to, to see more of, and you know goes back to how do we build relationship you know with with the law enforcement community and the community at large. Absolutely. It, uh, I was going to say that you know it's you said something that. The majority, you know, ninety nine percent of people are good. Mm-hmm. They they intend for good, but it, it's I, I didn't realize it until I had a career that that one percent can yeah. really ruin things. It that one really percent can. can really cause some major major problems. It's true. It can destroy entire organizations. I yeah. mean, there, there's I think we've all had a leader where you're like, how is this one person? ruining literally everything for everyone when yeah. there are so many others of this. And, and yeah. it's not to focus on just those individuals, but here's the real challenge is, you know, going back to the example of the Good Samaritan, how do you bring as a believer, as somebody who's supposed to represent Christ, how do you bring that love to the 1% of people that are causing the majority of the problems? And how do you rectify that? Because it's not just a responsibility we have in our jobs. Sure. It's a responsibility we have as believers to say, you know what? There's a problem here, and that problem is literally impacting the life of other people, and I have a responsibility Mm. because it it was. You know, you go back to the example of the Good Good Samaritan, the actions that those, that whoever those robbers were that beat up the the, uh, uh, person on the road, they impacted somebody's life. And all three of those people, two of the people that walked by by, had the opportunity to change it, but they didn't. But the one person said, you know what? I have a responsibility. I have to do it. So how do you... How do you do that? Because the one percent is a problem, and it's not just one percent law enforcement. It's like That's the one percent just everywhere. Everybody has a one yeah. percent. Well, because because your percentage, if you really look, the percentage is is, is higher because for, if I'm gathering what you're saying right, you're not just having to deal with the one percent. You're having to deal with the other two individuals 
that didn't do anything when they saw what was going yeah. wrong. And so you've got... Who knew it was wrong, exactly. but still didn't do anything. And, and then the back of their mind, they're like, dude, this is wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. every high school experience ever. I mean, seriously, right? Like, yeah. 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 So that truly becomes the question. Like, yeah. how, how do you change the hearts of the individuals who will walk just by knowing that they see something wrong? Yeah. Because the thing about the, you know, the most recent incident with Mr. Floyd was, is that you didn't just have one in- officer that was pinning him down. There were multiple other officers that yeah. were present. And so the question becomes, how do we get... Um, you know, those those other law enforcement officers to be able to speak up and say, we know this is wrong. This can't happen. We need mm-hmm. to stop this. And the, I will say this. One of the most positive things that I've seen during some of these uh, the, the protests is you've seen some a law, law enforcement officers step across the line. But other officers at that same time step up, say, no, that is not right. You don't do that. They're protesting peacefully as long as they're protesting peacefully, by, mind you. Right. Um, but they're 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 yeah. holding each other yeah. accountable, and I mean that's encouraging yeah. in, in the light of what's going on. So, yeah. I, as a you know as a you know civilian non law enforcement, I love to see more of that in terms of you know situations like this. Yeah. And just yeah. curious as to what we could do in order to be able to see more of that from yeah. law enforcement. Really, in law enforcement, I mean, we had this talk this morning at work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's just that hold us accountable. Yeah. Um, my exact words were: if I were to make a mistake. And I was doing something that was not right, mm-hmm. and I looked at the, the men in the room with me. I would hope that all of you would stand up and hold me accountable and say, this is not right, and yeah. take charge. Yeah. Um, for that incident for Mr. Floyd was the guy kneeled on his neck for nine minutes. Yeah. One of those guys should have had the courage and the faith to go over there and grab that officer off of him and said, this is not right. Yeah. And that's exactly the people I want to serve with for this community, for our community, is those people that are willing to do the right thing, yeah. to stand up and stop it, pr- to prevent it. You're, you're there for a reason, and you're there— one for the safety of the officers, the safety of the people. Both of them are on an even line. Make sure everybody's safe. That's good. You can't you can't pick one side and, and then close your mind or yeah. close your eyes to the other side. Yeah. Grab a hold and jump in there and do the right thing and what you took an oath to do. That's good. How That's how good. how easy is that? Sitting here on a podcast is easy to say. How I, do you have an experience for both of you, real quick? And we're going to hit this when we come back from break. But I want to come back into this experience of a time where you we both we all of us have no kidding had to be the unpopular person and go against the green and say, nope, we're not doing this. Uh, when we come back right here, it's, it's the real podcast, relevant, engaging, actionable life. I told you we were going to talk about hard things. <laughs> we got it right here. Stay tuned. Right, We'll be right back with you in just a second. Hey, welcome back once again to The Real Podcast, where we are having a great discussion today, not only about race in America, but also our responsibilities as we live life, as we go through it, as we see these challenging situations pop up. And I loved where we left off off that, uh, you know, it's not everybody that it causes issues. It's not everybody that is, is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's a very small percentage. But we as believers... Uh, not only in in Christ, where we place our faith, not only believers in the Word, but we have a responsibility to not be to not walk past the problem. You know, going back to the example of the Good Samaritan, there's two people who walked by him and said, mm, "Not my problem." I wonder what he, as Pastor said, wonder what he did yeah. to deserve that. Yeah. But one person who stopped and said, "No, his pain is my pain. Yeah. I can't walk past this." And man, what a powerful statement to to be able to look at people and see the humanity and who we are as individuals, and say, "No." I do have a responsibility. I am going to stop. I am going to care. But that comes at a cost. And it comes at a cost that sometimes it's really painful. And it's 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 a moment where we as individuals have to step up and, and have that moment in our lives of said, okay, oh boy. Yeah. 
I'm about to do this. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm about to step Absolutely. out. And, <laughs> that's right. I'm about to be the one yeah. that's that's going to step out and fix it. So uh, we said we were going to come up with examples. Yeah. I thought you had a really great one to start it's, with. It's 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 funny when you were talking about that, like the, a story immediately popped in my head, not a story, something that I that happened to me when I was a kid. And it, it sounds cheesy, but really just boiled down to um, when I was a kid, I had a, a few friends of mine and we went to the uh, went to the mall and we went to the mall and we went up into JCPenney's uh, and we're we're walking around and none of us had any money. Um, but the three of my friends, they started going to the, to start putting on clothes and they were tucking it away. And I, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just grab something. I'm like, I'm no, I can't do this. What are you talking about? But right there in that moment, there was this, this, this heavy pressure because you want to be a part of the group. You don't want to be on the outside. You don't want to feel different than everybody else that you're with. Mm-hmm. But there was this, you know, this voice, you know, you know, in me that was just saying, this isn't who you are. Yeah. And so I, I left and I, I went out back into the mall and I started walking around hoping that they would come out and I would meet up back up them again, but I never, I didn't see them again. And so now I'm like, okay, now I have to walk like a mile and a half home by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so I start walking out the door and as I'm walking out this door, this guy comes over and grabs me and I'm like, dear Lord, what's going to happen now? Yeah. Um, and so it was the security guy and he grabs me and he says, get over here and sit down. And I see my friends are over in the corner and they've got, he's, he's got them, you know, uh, uh, locked away. They weren't locked yeah. up, but they were, you know, basically pulled to the side. And he says, I saw what you did. And I'm like, Oh, I, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. Yeah. I was I'm like, he, he says, I, I, I saw, I saw you as you were, uh, as they were trying to get you to get something and that you didn't do it. And I saw you walk away and I want to call your mother and I want to tell her what kind of guy you are. Wow. And I remember in that time, like bawling in front of these. <laughs> when there was like this trauma of being terrified, but you know, rarely you you get to do the right thing, and then you're recognized for doing yeah. the right thing. Um, so that was cool in that instance. But it was it really was like a scary thing to be to have to stand up and say, I'm not going to do this, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to to be a part of what it is that was taking place at that yeah. time. And so, um, it's just one of those things. This is you have to make a stand at some point in time. And yeah. it's, you know, silly about in like baseball caps, but in, you know, this is at every aspect of your life, yeah. your character and who you are has to reflect in the actions that you take and the people you surround yourself with and what you allow to take place inside your, uh, in, in your presence. Yeah. And so that was just the thing that popped into my mind at yeah. the time. You know, when, when you talk about that, it's, <clears throat> it makes me realize that, how you respond in a situation is not determined by the circumstances of the situation, yeah. but it's determined by the character you chose to have That's right. outside of that. Absolutely. That it's, it's, it's what we are founded in when nobody else is looking. It's what, what is founded in us when we have those choices to make, when nobody cares at the moment, yeah. nobody's paying attention, and we decide, no, this is the choice I'm going to make because <laughs> it's in those moments when everyone is looking that exactly. we are actually training ourselves. And when you take that back to faith, it's, you know, there are so many times in our lives, those incremental moments, those snapshots where we have the ability to make choices that only God and us know about, exactly. the, the, the only we know. That's right. And when you look at those and a lot of people have said, ah, man, you know, it's, it's not that, not that big a deal, regardless of what it is, regardless of what the struggle is in your life. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you don't realize you're training yourself for when the real challenge is going to come. Exactly. Those everyday That's moments right. that we live, those everyday choices that we make when nobody else is looking. And I know it sounds like a simple children's biblical principle, but yeah. how many of us know 
that it sounds simple as a child, but when you get to be an adult and you have no kidding, like real life choices to yeah. make, like that gets real, it real really quick. does. That's true. Absolutely. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will go over to you real quick um, for example, because I know we all have stories of, of times where it's like, we've said, you know what, this is not going to be comfortable, but I've got to make a choice. Yeah. You know, at, at my place of employment, I'm kind of the guy that, um, people come to whenever they have issues or something's going on, they come to me for guidance or leadership. I'm being a senior deputy. A lot of people come to me with, with, with those issues. And, um, recently I've been, um, dealing with an issue going on, um, with one of our leaders, one of our supervisors. And it got to that point where things were not going the way that they should be. Many people are reaching out to me for guidance, telling me different things of what's going on, and, you know, just coming to me with their their issues. I mean, I also had my own that I was dealing with for the same thing. Um, and it's one of those deals where it boils down to your character. What yeah. are you willing to do? Yeah. Are you willing to just suffer with them and yeah. hopefully it gets better or, or just maybe somebody else will take care of it? Yeah. Are you willing to stand up and do the right thing for the right reasons, regardless of what the outcome is? Exactly. Um, and sometimes... Oftentimes, it's yeah. uh, you don't end up being the most popular person. Yeah, uh, you could lose friends, or you could lose coworkers that once wanted to go and get coffee with you or have breakfast with you. But at the end of the day, we are made different. We're made to be the leader or the person, and that does the right thing. And again, right. it comes down to the character deal. And uh, there's no better feeling. I don't care how alone you feel at, at points points in time. Um, there's been some lonely days, um, but when you do that right thing and you know that that's what you're called to do, yeah. uh, there's no better feeling than that. So I'll that's be right. alone anytime I need to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it really it comes down to that 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 point of um, just do do the right thing and and, and do what's right. That's yeah. good. Um, that's good. Because you're never really alone. I mean, ultimately, uh, you always have a savior that never leaves yeah. you, and, and he's always there. So I mean, just just stand up and do what's right. And and and, and you're you're right. You hit it two on. Um, those when you're becoming an adult, um, if you can't be honest with yourself and and, and admit to, to problems and, and things that you challenge within your own life, uh, then you're not going to be honest with anybody else. That's true. Um, so really just a, kind of a character check, a self-check. Yeah. That's good. You know, there, there's been a consistent theme I've seen through not just this podcast, but so many different areas of my life. Um, and, and as we talked about different topics, as it really comes down to, I'm really excited about uh, coming up this Sunday, we'll be talking about foundations is that it really comes down to, like, what are you actually founded on? Yeah. And if you're going to be honest with yourself, and we're going to be actually honest with ourselves, there are times where we aren't actually founded on what we thought we were founded on. Yeah. Our, our, our compass isn't actually aligned to what we think it's aligned to. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that until we start honest, having an honest discussion with ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like, and it's, I don't know if you've had this experience. Being inside of Kinsley's mind by myself is a very scary place. I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be there at all. But being honest with yourself is a scary place because that's the one place you can't run away from. That's right. Mm-hmm. That you Absolutely. know the truth of who you are and what you're willing to stand for and what you're not willing to stand for. And you know the truth of where you honestly sit and where you stand on on, on issues and where you stand on opinions and where you stand on the word. Um, and, and many, I've heard it so many times before that we don't ever want to be left at the end of our life having the Lord look at us and, and finding out that we are left yeah. wanting. Yeah. And, and it, is, it, is, it is more important to have that humbling moment in your own life of that intrinsic evaluation of saying, you know what, uh, I'm not who I thought I was or I'm not standing where I thought I need to. I need to fix it. Yeah. I need, I need yeah. to be honest with myself. And for me, I guess my example is... is um, it's been something in the last several years where there's been a lot of changes that have needed to happen. Uh, and it's not necessarily something was going wrong. It's just like as an organization, there were some things happening that's like, man, like if we don't fix this now, 
uh, there's going to be some major issues down the road. Yeah. And being the person to go against the system that has been so ingrained for so many years, uh, I can tell you how fun that is. It's not like don't no, if somebody yeah. tries to sell you that ticket, don't buy it yeah. because it's not a, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. But we have a responsibility to be able to step up and stand out. And I remember specifically, there was about a four month period where nobody specifically told me, but I'm pretty sure I was pretty much hated. And you can tell when you walk into a room and you walk into a place Absolutely. and suddenly you're the only one standing there and there was just 10 people standing there, mm. uh, you know. Yeah. But that's what the responsibility we have as believers because yeah. we know, we have, the, we have the benefit of knowing what the Word says. That's right. We have the benefit of knowing who Christ is. Yeah. We have the benefit of knowing what truth is. Mm-hmm. And we have that responsibility. Yeah. And it's not fun. You know, yeah. Christ said, hey, take up your cross. That's right. Uh, yeah. He's a, and, and follow man, me. It's yeah, yeah. It's a it's a challenge. Remember, you were you were you were never promised parades or you know cake <laughs> no. cake parties no, for, for for speaking the truth. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, scripture told you that you would be persecuted and you yeah. would you would be treated you know unjustly for for your stance. But our rewards come for when we when we meet the King in yeah. heaven. So yeah. Um, so real quick before we wrap up, there's one more thing I want to be able to cover when we're talking about, because again, we've been talking about race in America and the challenges that exist out there and just having honest discussions about what do we do? How do we move forward? How do we, how do we be a light? Because the word says, uh, says to be a light <laughs> into the world. Mm-hmm. Don't let your salt lose its saltiness. You yeah. know, uh, Stand out. Be that, be that difference. Be that change. I love your shirt. Be the change that you want to see. Um, because the world needs it. They need us as believers to stand up and stand out and say, hey, listen, something's going on. Like yeah. something's wrong. Um, what what advice, what encouragement would we give to our viewers of saying, listen, when you're about to step out, just keep this in mind. When you're about, when you know that you have a situation before you that you need to take a stand and you need to be honest and you need to stick to the truth, what is the encouragement that we would give our viewers to charge into this week to say, listen, you know, be yeah. encouraged. Yeah, I know this situation looks tough, but yeah. there is there is hope. What what, what is it uh, for me? I, it's funny because I was having this conversation earlier today with a young man that was um, that was struggling with that very thing that he had stepped out and um, he felt like he was really just had the world coming up against him and he was just feeling the whole weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I said, keep focused on the goal. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you, when when the wind is beating you and the storm is raging around you, the ground is shaking, everything is taking, you know, taking place. It's it's like Peter on the water. You keep your eye on Jesus and if you keep focused on Jesus the way that you're supposed to, you're not going to sink into that yeah. water. You're not going to fall fall victim to the waves and sinking. Um the storm's not going to go away. The storm is still there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but, but you're, you're going to be where it is that you need to be because you keep your eye focused on Jesus. And that's the, the second part of that is, is connected to the first one, because make sure before you step out that you're stepping out, not of your own volition, but, but because that's what God is leading you to do. Mm-hmm. And so when you know, when you're stepping out and you're on, you're on the path that God has laid out for you, he's already prepared the way for you. Mm-hmm. And so there, there may be storms, there may be trials, there may be tribulations, but God has prepared the way for you. And he's going to be there when you, when you arrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I'll kind of echo what Jonathan said about, um, 
knowing that it's it's God's plan or what He wants for you, um, because that you're right. That could be some trying times. It could be some lonely times. But really, what you have to do, and what, what the challenge for me in my life right now is just to always dig deep and in, into your faith, mm-hmm. dig deep into what the Word says, uh, what good. what God's telling you, because uh, there's an answer there. Yeah. Um, and when you think that you're alone, you, it's really obvious to you that you're not alone. Yeah. Um, so that that's the biggest encouragement I can give anybody is that when you have to step out, um, just just Dig in deep to your faith. Dig into what the Bible says, what what the Word's telling you. Uh, tune into those messages that you hear at church, but also um, know and trust that God's there and that there is a plan. That's yeah. good. Um, and never never to give up. Yeah. Um, and I can't tell you how many times where I go places um, for whatever event it may be, and in my short prayer, my my chant or my my yeah. the Daryl uh, prayer is. Lord, just give me those words I need. Let me be the yeah. light to this world. Let me be yeah. your light. I love um, it. Because uh, ultimately, that's where whatever I do, whatever I say, whoever I talk to, I want to make sure that it's it's what God wants and where God led me to to be. Yeah. Um, so that's Phenomenal. that's just my deal. Is just that's just good. let me be the light. Let me give me the words that you want to hear. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it is. I love it. That's man. my encouragement. Yeah, the word says that in this world you will have trouble. Yep. There right. will be trials. Yep. There will be true. It's not, hey, you might. It, it, no. it, it could possibly have. Literally, it says, it, you will, you will yeah. have yes. troubles. Yeah. And trouble. But take heart, yeah. for I have overcome the world. Overcome the world. Uh, I, guys, I know it is so easy to sit here on a podcast and, and, and to be able to say, hey, guys, you know, there's going to be trouble. It's going to be fine. But sometimes it really stinks to yeah. be in the midst of it. It is no incredibly doubt. hard to sit there in the middle. And, and I mean, you two gentlemen... In one capacity or another, how fun has it been to run for office? How fun was it to run for office? Oh, man. How fun has it been? To- <laughs> uh, there's times I ask myself, yeah, uh, where are we going with this? But yeah. but really, I, it is, it's it's helped me grow yeah. in many areas. It's helped me look at things in a different perspective. But mostly in, in this week, after the sermon that Pastor Brad brought, is yeah. I just want to make sure that even if people's opinions didn't yeah. align with mine, even if people don't accept and approve of yeah. what I'm pushing out to the people— you still got to love those people. Yeah. Yeah. And this week yeah. I've been reminding myself, regardless of how somebody feels or what they say to anything I'm doing in my life, yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Find something in those people to love because yeah. there's a need there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and maybe in return, uh, someone will see me the same way and, and maybe that'll change their perspective. Yeah. That, that's good. I, you know, I apply the, the same thought process and perspective. I get, I can't tell you how many calls and emails I get from people yelling about, you know, this, that, or the other side. And, you know, God reminds me that's a person that's hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a person that's, you know, they're, you can hear their frustration, you can hear their anger. It sounds like, you know, rage, but really it's coming from a place of pain. Yeah. So if you, that's where empathy really comes in and God, you know, helps me connect it with a time in my life where I was frustrated or there was something that I needed to see happen that I just couldn't figure out what to take place. And when you can empathize and you can say, man, I've been there, everything changes. When yeah. you can connect with that emotion that they're feeling and say, I understand where you're coming from. And then you partner and do not like the first two that passed by, but the, 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 the third guy who came and pulled them up out of the ditch. When you get down there in the ditch with them and say, what can we do in order to be able to help solve this problem? It changes the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I love that perspective. And I love the fact that you brought up that, the, the message because it was really, really good. Again, if you haven't seen it, it's that's go back and watch that message because it was very, very, 
heartfelt. Yeah, and, and challenging because I, I think it was the first time for a lot of people that they realize, you know, we've heard the story of the Good Samaritan and the third people, hey, stop, care for, but then uh, as Pastor wrapped it up and as, as we conclude here with the fourth, per, fourth person, the innkeeper, you know, when the Good Samaritan stopped to be able to help the individual to pull them out, to see where they were, to yeah. identify with them and say, listen, your struggle is my struggle. I'm going to be able to, I'm going to help you. Yeah. But then our responsibility is the church. And, and and that actually the fifth person, the fifth person that was in it was the innkeeper mm-hmm. who literally nursed them back to health. Yeah, he left them the two the two coins of silver mm-hmm. for justice and mercy. Yeah, to make sure that that they are not only being taken care of but being brought back to health. Yeah, and and family, that's that's what we that's why we do these podcasts. That's why we talk about these issues sure. is because we have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And you may be in a place. Yeah. I just want to, one last thing. There was never in scripture where you ever heard the innkeeper ask, what did he do? <laughs> yeah. At no point in time did he ever ask, yeah. you know, you know, where'd this yeah. guy come from or yeah. what he did? Yeah. And that, again, that, that falls back to a part of our responsibility. Yeah. We, we, we don't, we don't have to try and judge whether or not our, our care for you is just or not. Yeah. We just do it because we love, we love God and yeah. we love you as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, I just had to throw no, that No, no, no. <laughs> you, I mean, you opened up a whole yeah. other podcast here because as, as Pastor was talking about justice, mm-hmm. you're right. It's not yeah. our job. Yeah. It is God's job to judge. He yeah. is the judge. He yeah. is the authority. Yeah. And again, you know, as Pastor mentioned, it's it's not that we're discrediting the the, the criminal justice system or, or judges no. or anything like that because there is a rule and law of the land, but it's not our job. And how often do we jump to conclusions and yeah. try to judge and put ourselves in the position that only God belongs? Sure, right. The only, only he the well, and only only, he only to try and justify why how not to help them <laughs> yeah. or why not to help yeah, them yeah. or why they don't deserve to be yeah. loved. Yeah, that's that's completely wrong and yeah. it's antithetical to what yeah. we Absolutely. believe as Christians. We yeah. we find a way to love them, not a yeah. way not to. Yeah. So we got to get get back to the foundations. Yeah. Get back to what is the foundation of our life that we're going to be talking about this Sunday. When it really comes down to it, it's the real love of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it is. Whether you have it, whether you have a challenging situation in the workplace, whether you have to be the person to accept, you know what? Nobody's going to like me for this, but it's right. Yeah, we have to take out. We have we have to take up the cross. We have to take a stand for it. Whether it's making a choice of, of you know, as Jonathan was mentioned, of listen, I'm going to be the oddball out, but you know what? Right is right, that's and right. I got to take a stand. Listen, friends, that's our responsibility. As we as we wrap up this episode of the Real Podcast, is that listen, we know we're not oblivious. That we know there's race. God created us all in yeah. individuals, perfect, perfect in His sight. Yeah, perfect in His that's sight. Right. Yeah. It's time that we start seeing each other with the eyes that God has. That's right. Is that he has made all of us perfect in our sight. He loves us all. And it's our responsibility to show that love as we take a real Jesus to a real world each and every day. Daryl, Jonathan, thanks for being with us this week. We'll catch you next week right back on another episode of your favorite podcast, The Real Podcast, living a relevant, engaging, actionable life. Love you guys. We'll see you next time.